RGD 107.9 Life. James here with you with Michaela, 2000 and I just got to remember what you are. You were 2019 in the Spirit Award winner. Yes, I was. Well, it's great to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. So, it's wonderful. <laughs> you've only got, so you're in year 12. You've got yes. now 11 days of year 11 12 days. left. It's almost like a, a federal parliament sitting. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's still term four. Like, how are you getting away with only 11 days I left? know. You know what? I don't know. I feel like somewhere someone has made a mistake, but I am not questioning it. <laughs> so... So after, like, what's the plan for you when all said and done? Like, what are you thinking? Um, so I, I know that sort of like university immediately is not mm. what you're thinking of. What's mm. what's what you're hoping for? Right now for me, I have applied for a job that is based in Melbourne. Um, it is working for the Game Changers Youth Ministry team. Um, and that will be um, a really great opportunity. But I'm still waiting to hear back. It's down between me and one of my dear friends, Ashley Pierce. So um, all hopes for that. But otherwise, um, it'll be definitely staying connected, trying to do as much um, Morris ministry stuff as I can and, and eventually just maybe doing some travelling. I don't know. See well, what the future I mean, that's, that's a huge deal, wanting to actually go and do something like that. Um, what is it about um, continuing to work with Morris Youth Ministry that's so important to you? Honestly, coming to Amara School and being here at Sacred Heart has just absolutely changed my life and I know that sounds so cheesy James How? Honest, How has it changed your life? It has been mind-blowing to follow you know to to experience those five characteristics especially family spirit here at Sacred Heart it's just brilliant and being connected and having that Maris family across Australia and across the world has has been a game changer for me and it is just something I'm definitely not ready to let go of and something I totally want to you know full-heartedly be involved in. When did you start here at uh, to Sacred Heart? At Sacred Heart I started in year 10 so it was three years ago now. Okay so like mapping your um, sort of like your journey from like the beginning of year 10 to where you are now what do you think has been the biggest change in you? Biggest change in me? Um, honestly my growth as a person and, and my faith in myself honestly I think I think a lot of people change along the way and we all mature I mean that's bound to happen well for some of us it doesn't but <laughs> hopefully you know we get to that point but but for me it really has been um, developing and, and finding ground in, in where I want to be in life and what I want to do and I think what I want to do is be really involved in in the Morris community. Single best experience over the whole time you've been here? Oh see oh, Oh, single best experience. If you had to pick, I know it'd be hard, but if you had to pick one, what would it be? If I had to pick, it would have had to have been my immersion to India and Sri Lanka. And I was about to ask you about yes. that too, separately. So um, we were here um, at the Founders Day, the beginning of, of this sort of like this big liturgy and assembly. And it's just huge to see how many, when you put the two campuses together, it's huge. It's like, it was is. it 2000, something like that? Oh, I got, yep. It's, it's enormous. It's huge. It's enormous. So you went and did this at the end of last year. Year. Yes. We actually had you on HD like just prior to you leaving. Um, can you talk us through, like, like to start with, what, what is it and why did you do it? Right, what is it? Well, to start there, Sacred Heart um, does an immersion where they send uh, three groups of 10 kids over to three different countries. Um, the one that I went on with um, 10 other students from my school was India and Sri Lanka. And we spend the year fundraising, saving money, and they um, our goal for each year is $10,000 to go over there. And then when we go over there, we get to stay with the Morris brothers in the Morris communities and we donate and we volunteer and we spend our time. And, and the point really is, um, A, to help out people 
people who um, have it tougher than us, obviously, and B, to really bring that connection from Australia to the rest of the world with through that beautiful Marist um, connection. That and what is it that you do over there to, to kind of help their community? Yeah, well, we spend most of our time with the Marist brothers and we basically are doing what they do. And they work in schools and they work in communities. We did homework clubs, helping kids, teaching them English, teaching them literacy, um, just spending time with them, playing games and, you know, just to see their faces light up, you know, even if you don't get to teach them anything and it's just the presence of being there is amazing. And um, how do you feel that that whole experience kind of changed your perspective in the way that you look at the, the world around you? You know, it is so amazing, James, just to see that when you go over there, these kids who, who don't have everything like we do and they have so much little, but they have so much more joy and they have so much more purity, which we don't have over here. And it is so sad to see that and to come back with such a shock because it is amazing to leave all of that behind. And I remember getting back and going, what is this? How, how do we not have this connection? How are we not so grounded? And it has really changed my perspective. Why do you think that is then? Why, why don't we have it? I think it's because, honestly, people get so caught up in the materialistic things. Mm. And it is so sad, but, but it is something that I think maybe we used to have a connection to our faith and roots, but I think we have lost it along the way. And, and that's something that I want to work towards making a change here back at home. Rad. Okay, going to break for some music. When we come back, we are going to be walking down to uh, uh, the reserve down near Seacliff. So from here, is it a long walk? Uh, it is a bit, but it goes quickly. Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> okay, so we'll come back to you there. Um, you'll sing to RHD 107.9 Live. We're doing the walk now. We're going down to the park, yes. the reserve. Uh, yeah, the pies and pasties are on the other end. So that's an exciting development. That's the motivation for today. It no. is. So... So we're going on this walk. If, if you've only just joined us, we are down here at Sacred Heart College for Founders Day. The two campuses have come together, the, the middle school and the senior school, and we are walking currently in Brighton, uh, down from the school, down to the um, uh, reserve, down on the, the foreshore, down at Seacliff. Yes. Um, and the purpose of this is so that the very act of walking together as one yeah, is kind of is, symbolic. It's symbolic, it is absolutely symbolic. And I think it's really important um, for those kids at the middle school um, to come across and meet some of our kids up at the senior school and, and get a taste of what it's like and, and walk in solidarity, absolutely. So you came to Sacred Heart from Marymount when it was the all-girls school. I sure did, yes. How was that coming from an all-girls environment to a co-ed environment when you did? Because it's it's at a weird time, isn't it? Yes, because it is. to, to go into like a co-ed environment at year 10 when you're what, like 15, 16 yeah, yeah, years about, old? About, about how was that? Oh, it was scary, honestly. I don't know how some of the other felt, girls felt, but I was definitely terrified. I was out of my element. Um, you know, it was, it was really great. I actually had some really great connections with them. Um, some of the boys already up at the senior school through my Maris um, stuff we're doing Raymar which is becoming game changers this year yeah, yeah. Um, so I already had some connections which was really great um, but other than that oh man that first class with the boys and the girls together terrifying absolutely terrifying they are so much louder than we are <laughs> So you mentioned Raymar before and what's becoming game changers now and it's it's something that you've applied for a job over in Melbourne so you can continue that journey. Talk a bit about what Raymar is and how you first got involved in it for people who don't know. Yeah, well I first got involved with Raymar in year nine when they came over to Marymount and they did their awesome presentation and I thought, yes, social justice, that's exactly where I want to be. Okay, so um, where had they come from? Who were these people? Well, they came from the senior school. So um, Raymar starts in year 10, well it used to, um, as of this year, it will be finishing and becoming 
game changers, but it used to start um, from year 10 and go up to year 12. Um, and so they would send all those kids up from, you know, the, the senior school down to introduce us in year nine and get us to come along. Um, the exciting thing is when it becomes game changers later on, it is going to be starting at year seven. Year seven. What do you think it's going to offer people of that uh, year level that's going to be different and unique? Honestly, I am incredibly jealous. Incredibly jealous. I wish I could have done it. It's amazing. I think that um, if I had, you know, started where I started in year 10, back in year seven, God knows where I could have been right now. Um, and, you know, I've... How do you think it would have been different for you if you had started back then? I think, honestly, with where I am at now, with my development and my faith and my connection to the Morris community, if I had started that back in year seven, I would have been, you know, been and done exactly where I'm at now and I've still got so much growing to do but you know I think that's a really awesome way for kids at the middle school to really especially for the girls who have come from Marymount who haven't been in touch with the Morris um, values and all that because it wasn't a Morris school um, so learning about the Morris values and stuff is super super important when you come to the senior school and it's so big and I just knew nothing about it so it's really awesome especially that those girls and those young boys at the middle school um, can get a connection with that when they're younger. Okay, so for people who aren't, I'm just aware that uh, for people who aren't Catholic, the whole concept of what it is to be Marist yes. might not be something that people are familiar with. So to, to, to get a, a quick primer on Catholic spirituality, uh, there, uh, Catholic spirituality has a bunch of different things called charisms, which are essentially uh, uh, people who have been, and it's funny you mentioned the word game changers, because they're essentially, they can be saints but they can also just be kind of game changers Absolutely. through Catholic history. Um, and one of those people was someone named Marcelin Champagne. Yes. And uh, uh, through him developing this certain charism around essentially in the way of Mary, but it's yes. also uh, a bunch of other things. So essentially it's it's the way in which uh, uh, Catholics can like live out their, uh, essentially their sort of their faith lives through a certain kind of, uh, uh, example set by uh, someone else in history and in time and in Catholic life. Now, Marcelin Champagne was one of those people. Um, for people who don't know what to be Marist is, it actually has a whole bunch of different characteristics to it. Can you talk us through what those are? Oh, you're going to test me here. I All certainly right. am. <laughs> so there is five characteristics. So, of course, like the one you said, in the way of Mary. Then we have family spirit, presence, simplicity, and I always forget, and love of work. And that's an interesting one, the love of work one. Because that's not something that you hear sort of like echoed in, in many other kind of charisms a little bit. How do, How is that kind of lived out in that way? Well, I remember when I first heard it, I thought love of work, like my teachers love their work and I'm going to love my work that I do when I hand up my English assignment. Mm. No. It's, so, a ve it's a very useful one to actually is. be at a school with. It's like Absolutely. love of work. Sorry, guys. Sorry, you guys. Like, on the board. The, don't just do the work. work. Love, love the work. Love the work. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, but I think love of work really extends to um, the... The, what am I trying to get here? All the ministry that we're able to do and, and the volunteering and the helping and the connection with others that we have and we love what we do and we enjoy what we do and we do it because we love it, not just because we have to. Yeah. Uh Cut to a song now. You are listening to Archer here with uh, Michaela Howard-Jones. And we're walking down to uh, Seacliff Reserve at the moment on Founders Day here at Sacred Heart College. Uh, back in just a moment, you're listening to Archer 1079 Life.
we have people working in traffic control here. I'm here with Michaela Howard-Jones here uh, uh, on Founders Day at Sacred Heart College. We've just been at the school. We're walking down uh, to this park. We're going to be eating pies and pasties uh, together in <laughs> yes, solidarity. In solidarity, e absolutely. E eating pastries in solidarity. It is the best way to, to show solidarity. Bring together. <laughs> uh, we were just having a bit of a chat a little bit about um, uh, kind of the Maris charism as part of Sacred Heart College, especially in relation to this, uh, I guess it's a youth group that exists only in like Maris schools or Maris parishes around Australia. Uh, it was called Raymar, it's now going to be called Game Changers. Can you talk us a bit through um, kind of like for you the first experience that you had, like when um, did you first become aware of Raymar and talk us through kind of how it has become such a big part of your life? Well, the first experience I definitely had was um, going to our first embarkation camp, which was at the end of year nine. And, that's, and what's that? And that's when we came together for the first time as a um, group and we got to meet each other and get to know each other and um, see what Raymar was all about. And it was a bit shocking and I didn't know what I was going to get myself into, really, if I'm being honest, when I first came into it. Um, but it was, it was amazing. We had these beautiful moments of um, connection and prayer and spirituality. And so what happens? So what happens? You've arrived. Yeah. Is it what you were expecting? You were saying that, no, it wasn't really. No. Well, immediately. What were you expecting? Well, I was expecting it to be very awkward, I think. And very, very, for the lack of a better word, Jesus-y. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So very sort of praise and worshipy. Yes, exactly. Okay. That was exactly what I was expecting. And I, I was a, a little bit worried that I was going to be really out of my element and that I was going to be around people who was really, really connected with their faith. And I, I definitely at that point wasn't. Um, really? But, Where were you at that point? Uh, honestly, at that point, I grew up being a religious. My family was and I was baptised. But but I, I sort of believed in it because I felt like I had to believe in it. Yep. And I didn't have the faith. And I think that's super important. And religion and faith, I feel personally, are two very different things. Okay, talk through that because a lot of people might think that that isn't um, separate. Might, people might think that's the same. How do you see them as different? Um, okay, I think from a perspective of a lot of other people around me growing up with a lot of people who aren't religious people see um organized religion as something that is is you know bad or, or you know dangerous or you know whatever it is or that it's not something they want to be a part of but why do you think that is honestly i think it's because sometimes people are a little bit scared to understand something that they don't get that it's a bit daunting and and you know maybe if you weren't brought up like that it's it's hard to walk into something that big and that massive um like religion and it is um and everyone yeah. has such different ideas but i i think i was religious when i came into um starting my journey here at sacred heart but i didn't have faith and that is something that i really oh, that's really interesting distinction mm. so in that you 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 kind of understood what religion was yes went to church went to mass yep. but without really having the kind of the real meat and potatoes that really underpins absolutely. the whole absolutely exactly that's exactly what it was and i and and i knew that i was religious and and i and i felt it and i did believe in it um but i didn't feel like but like intellectually you believed yes in it. intellectually i okay. believed in it yes and in and but in my heart when i when i would struggle or, or i would go through times of hardship it wasn't something that i lent on it wasn't something that i felt comfort in yeah. and it wasn't something that i felt i could connect with other people about because i didn't have that connection with it myself 
Yeah, right. Okay, we're on big topics here. We're going to have to break for a song, but I definitely want to come back to this. So stick around here with Michaela Howard-Jones walking down in Brighton uh, towards this park down at Seacliff together as part of Founders Day at Sacred Heart. Back in a moment. You'll see to RHD 1079 Live. We are definitely not in the studio today, no question. Uh, down towards, the, I can see the sea. I can see the sea. Uh, I haven't even looked up. Just following on from what you were saying before, we're just having a really good conversation about uh, the difference between faith and religion. Essentially that religion can be almost this, and it can be this kind of almost intellectual belief because you can be brought up in, in a, like a faith filled family um, and not really kind of get a sense of, of what really that faith underpinning it is all about and it's interesting I was actually having this thought today as I was driving down here um, about that whole um, you know you know w w when you're someone who actually is you know live living a faith-filled life quite often people will love to uh, get you in conversation around it and kind of go oh you know um, how can you believe in that there's no proof of that yeah. you know just the, the sort yeah. of the, the general skeptical argument about uh, about being involved in faith and I thought you know I actually think it's easier to just simply say oh I actually don't necessarily believe in anything that anything spiritual is actually happening in my life it's easier to say that than to actually have to have a real engagement with faith in your life because you're constantly questioning and you're constantly thinking how does this play into this how is how does this play into that it's actually a much more an energetic engagement with your own faith and understanding its influence in your life, I think. Mm, it is, absolutely. And I think faith is something that is so personal and internal mm. that sometimes people are scared to connect with that part of themselves. People are, are worried what they're going to find if they go, you know, really deep inside and try and search for that. Or maybe they're worried that they'll find nothing, you know. But I think it's, it's so personal and that's why I think that faith is so different to religion. I love the term faith journey. I think that's awesome because mm. it shows that uh, it, it's not a specific destination. It doesn't have a specific start or finish point. Yeah. That it's always constantly going. For yeah. you, like, um, what have been in your in in your life? What has been sort of like notable moments in your faith journey that you've experienced? I mean, experiencing Raymar was clearly one of those yeah. things. Oh, when I first got introduced to it, I sort of still felt that it was something untouchable. That it was kind of on that same wavelength as this is what we believe in it's the intellectual pathway of of what we do and you know it's like it felt like joining a club a little bit honestly that's what it felt like like yeah. i was walking in and i was just this is what i'm a part of now and i didn't really see well i could not foresee what was was to come um in the future and i think the biggest moment for me that milestone where it really hit of what i was doing was on that first embarkation camp and we had this beautiful um mass at one of the end of the day and we sat together and we did Taze, which is a form of prayer. Oh yeah, so, so people who don't know what Taze is, it's amazing. Can you talk us a bit through it and describe what it's like? Yeah, absolutely. It is so surreal. It was um, late at night and we had had a really big, long, busy day and we were all exhausted. And at that point when you get tired and we're all year nines and we're getting a bit rowdy and we're really ready for bed hyped up on sugar. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, you know, getting really excited and we don't want to slow down, we just want to keep going. And we, um, they brought us into this room, they dimmed the lights and they lit a few candles and they got us to sit in a circle with our legs crossed and hold hands. And that's just how it started. And it was really quiet and there were a few people giggling and it's, shh, go quiet down, go quiet down. No, you just gotta centre yourself. And then they started to play this music and they started to sing. 
and everyone in the circle with no explanation I might add of what we were doing or that we were even really going into prayer and um, they just started to sing and slowly but surely everyone started to join in and it was very quiet it was very peaceful and there was very very minimal instrumental music and it went on for at least five to ten minutes and by the end of it almost every person in the circle was in tears because we were just so beautifully overwhelmed by this connection that we felt with each other and it was amazing that these people who we had met that day that morning we felt like we had something deeper something important that we were there for a reason and and that was when I remember waking up and going I have no idea what I'm a part of this is bigger than me this is bigger than anything I've ever been a part of before and I feel like I've got some amazing work ahead of me that I'm so excited for. And had you ever experienced anything like that previously? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. I had, I'd been to masses before with my family. We weren't regular churchgoers and, and I still don't regularly go to church. But, but going to church or doing masses with my school was the, the absolute extent of what prayer and religion was like. And I never knew it could be something so intimate and personal and inspiring. Actually, I've got to just pause for a moment in what we're actually seeing in front of us here, which is pretty mental. We are down here, in case you haven't heard it on the microphone, we have walked into a windy situation because we are literally walking, uh, I'd say that maybe two or three metres to our right is the uh, is the sea. It's um, the ocean, that is yes. correct. Yeah, if we walk two or three metres to the right, our feet would be wet. Yeah, they would be. But right in front of us, there is thousands of Sacred Heart students walking along this beach, as far as I can actually physically see at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, this is <laughs> far out. This is nuts. This is so good. I can't get over how nice it is to just be chatting about this stuff, walking on a beach on like a beautiful like spring day. Yeah. Uh, we're here with Michaela Howard-Jones here on HD Radio, walking along Seacliff Beach. Um, uh, Founders Day here at Sacred Heart. We've got more to come up, but uh, here's some music. Yeah, you're listening to HD 1079 Live. Yes, that wind you hear. Yes, we are still on the beach. We are, we are still walking. <laughs> here with Michaela Howard-Jones. Down here, uh, well, we're not at Sacred Heart College anymore. We are certainly have made a bit of distance. We are walking uh, all the way from Sacred Heart, which is up near, I guess, Brighton Road. Um, and we've walked down to the beach. We're now down to the Brighton Pier. You can see it uh, in front of us. Um, now, it, this has been a huge end of term for Sacred Heart. I, I knew last night because I follow uh, the band Sacred Stone on Instagram and they <laughs> yes. had um, uh, uh, all these photos up on a story just this morning and I thought, man, that looks like an awesome gig. Wow, fantastic <laughs> that they did. The lighting looked incredible and the young people were just completely going off. And then at the end of the day, they go, thank you so much, Sacred Heart, for having us at your social. So that was last night. So, of course, the, of course oh, memories, man. Oh, wow. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, so what would that have been? Year nine, year nine social. Nine. So that's happened. So that was a massive night for the middle school. But the secondary school, you guys have been... Uh, tell us a bit about what you've been doing the last uh, four nights, five nights. Oh, I have been a part of the year 12 drama production at Sacred Heart. The last four nights we've been performing every night, seven o'clock, goes for about an hour and a half, no intermission whatsoever, and I am drained. So, and, and remembering that this is the last day of term. So you've just hit the last day of term. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is a huge thing to do, this big walk, Founders Day, last day of term anyway. So what was the drama production? What did you do? 
Well, it was actually two productions. Um, the first one was called The Dinner, and the second one was called DNA. Um, and they were quite dark, I might add, um, but they were about um, these, the one that I was in was DNA, and it was about the truths that we tell and the lies that we make up to how far will we push ourselves. Very intense. <laughs> right, and what was your character? Uh, my character's name was Leah, um, and she is um, best friend slash boyfriend with a boy named Phil, who does not talk. <laughs> who does not talk um, and so she has these crazy long monologues um, I had five of them um, about all of these ridiculous things that she says to try and get his attention and she talks about bonobos and happiness and the universe and global warming and she just goes on and on and on and on and on and on, and on, and on. so um, people who are um, uh, Adelaide locals and have been for many years uh, will know that uh, we pretty much do live in the hay fever capital of the world especially during spring uh, you suffer from this and something that happened during the drama production just made that extra 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 fun can you talk us through what happened oh absolutely you know what I might like to add I have never had hay fever before in my life oh really I have never before this year and I 100% blame our beautiful drama teacher Mayo Bogatek for that um, because as we were starting the production it's set outdoors and it's in the forest and she goes do you know what would be really brilliant for this set six bales of hay uh, did you say a forest? It is set in a forest, yes. I don't really, just, you know, fun fact, I've never seen a hay bale in a forest. <laughs> sure, I don't know what she was going for. It was like this cool teenage hangout. I don't know if she really missed the mark on that, but um, we were sitting on them. Okay. And let me tell you, those babies shed like anything else. <laughs> so, what, what, what do you, so did you, did this just happen on the night that you realized, okay, here are the hay bales, they're setting me off, or did you like dose up on what, like Fexo 180 before you came out? No, it was a, it was a long process of the three weeks before the production of sneezing and spluttering and antihistamines, who's got antihistamines? Anyone got antihistamines? Yeah. Um, and then on the night, I did not have any antihistamines oh. and I spluttered my way through my monologues. <laughs> Well, look, it looks like you're adding extra emotion to it. It's like, wow, she's really getting into the yeah, intensity yeah, of the... Totally. Sure, she's probably like method acting. She's digging into some deeper emotional place. Those examiners were blown away by my performance last night. <laughs> some people have to keep like an onion in a handkerchief nearby in order to do to get that kind of authenticity across. But uh, hay bales, you say? Absolutely, hay bales. I swear by it. Pop down to your local store and get one if you're in the drama business. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Michaela? I reckon... Um, we're going to run out of time for our radio show before we even reach the park. <laughs> so um, if you've only just joined us, hi, here with Michaela Howe-Jones, Year 12 at Sacred Heart College. Only 11 days left. 11 days. Uh, 11 days left of Year 12. Yes, I know Term 4 is coming up. Yes, I know it sounds a little bit like she's a parliamentarian. Uh, <laughs> in terms of days on but we're here on founders day we're walking down together with all the sacred heart campuses together uh walking down to a reserve walking along the beautiful beach we're just about to walk under the the jetty here at brighton it's a stunning spring day uh down here and uh michaela it's just been wonderful to see you again um hopefully if you haven't gone to melbourne by the time you, uh, the HD Awards is on at the beginning of next year, please come oh, and present an award on the night for us. It would be an absolute honour. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. Lovely. Uh, you can hear us every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 107.9 Live for more of your music, and we will see you again in a few days. Bye. Bye. <laughs>